manifesting physically in everyone's life. Oh, it's it's easy just to fall in. You know, if if I'm a woman, if I'm a 35 year old woman, my my position and role is to dress like a prostitute, and that's mm-hmm. that's considered to be like you know okay you know, mm-hmm. to be promiscuous, because that means I'm in control of my own body, and I can I can give it out to anybody I want, and my terms, I'm mm-hmm. going to have my own job, I'm not necessarily looking to settle down and procreate and actually have a family, I just want to have material things, I want to mm-hmm. be stunting on the gram, and that's my ideal as a 35 year old woman, and quite yeah. similar for a 35 year old man, there's no commitment, yeah. It's just about the touch, taste, and feel and the aspects of how everything looks for that moment. Is this a Kodak moment or is it not? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, some of the, the videos that I see, like music videos, I was saying this, I can't remember who I was saying this to recently, a friend of mine. And I said, you know, back in the day in the 90s, and I'm not doing this thing of everything was great, it, you know, back then. Mm. Um, race, you know, racism, all of that was still, it's, but back in the 90s, we, when we had our R and B, it was about a man and a, a male and a female. Yes. Yeah, and you can you can talk there about um, the exclusion from LG. I'm not I'm not from, for LGBTQI. I totally respect that. Yeah, but it was and it was two people together. It was loving. It was yeah. thinking. Now <laughs> it's like bring your friend, bring your grandma, bring your auntie, bring bring everyone, um, and and we're all just gonna have some crazy party. Mm. And what? You know, um, I've been reading a book about um, Egyptian um, sexuality and spirituality. And for me, the, some of the teaching in that book should be taught to all of our young people. So they recognize when you have a sexual connection with somebody else, you carry their energy with yes. you. So you do need to be mindful. You really do need to be mindful. Marsha, please you. repeat that again. <laughs> I've spoken about this so many times. Yeah, man, for it, you need to be mindful about who you lay down with, who you share your body with, because when you have sex with somebody, you carry their sexual energy with you. And if you don't really know that person, don't really like that person, don't really have a lot of respect for that person, you are carrying that energy with you and that impacts on you. And I think if that gets taught, it's something that I'm very happy to, to speak about with some of the young people that I work with that are older, mm-hmm. um, about the importance of self-respect um, understanding energy, understanding vibration, mm. and working for your highest level of vibration. And that, frankly, it's not empowering to be able to give it up to everybody <clears throat> because everybody doesn't have good energy. Everybody is not on a high vibration. Many people are on a low vibration, which goes back to our domesticated, tamed thing. Yes. Um, where they're wanting, you know, like you just said, the material things, that's low vibration. All mm. of that is very low vibration. Um, if you're connecting with that, you're carrying that energy, it's impacting on your vibration. Um, straight straight up, yeah, man. It's, it is. And these programs like Love Island and uh, X on the Beach, you know, all I see is stank energy. That's, yes. I'm sorry. That's all it's, I see. Stank it's facts. Energy. But no matter how pretty the people are supposed to I mean, I, mm. you know, I think they all look similar too, I've got to say. I think all the people on them shows look similar. And that's because the media is trying to. Because that look that they're trying to promote, but uh, uh, apparently, and this is news again, they're bringing on their first disabled person on Love Island. You know, but Love I... Island shouldn't exist. <laughs> 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 it shouldn't exist. It's a disgusting program. You know, it, it, 
it, it is. It's it, it's all of that. All of that. Um, filth. It's it's filth, and it is. It, it all I see is just stank, low vibration energy. I've I've not I've never seen, um, as well as all you know the, the racism that's oh gosh flushed through it. Um, and so when people say oh, we want our this is the thing, right? Well, if we're asking for representation on certain shows such as that, why? Why do I we know. want to be represented on such a such a thing? You know, so. It, 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 the mind baffles. I mean, it, I might sound a bit strange by saying this, but what if if you if you like that concept and idea, create your own, create your own Love Islands, and you and it and it's filled with Asian and Black contestants, and let them yeah. mix. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and don't don't set it up hoping to catch people having sex on I, camera, mm. because you know that that will create a little bit of a a whirlwind for you in, 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 in newspaper and media because it all it does is it keeps teaching people to cheapen um, um, sex and sexual energy. Um, yeah. Like I say, it's sexual energy is really, really strong. And people sacred. Murder over stuff. It's sacred. People murder over it. People have gone to wars mm. over it. It's exceptionally strong. And people should recognise the value of it, the value of themselves, and not be running around um, trying to get worth by by sleeping with as many people and i say that for men and women i'm not you know saying it just for for females it's it, it's a um it's the polarity it's the yin and the yang it takes mm-hmm. two but uh, again it affects both persons in my humble opinion as the, as as the the feminine energy and physiologically is more of the receiver it's more incumbent on them to make sure that they're they're keeping it their vessel as as um as spiritually and holistically as clean as possible. Um, I agree. I agree. In- as a receiver, as as uh, because females are sorry penetrated, mm-hmm. it is upon us um, to take, and that's why that's actually though what makes us so powerful. If we recognize that power, mm-hmm. um, that me- that's what makes us really powerful. Um, and I wish more women understood that power. I really do. Sis, all it takes is, is you know, maybe ten percent of some strong women to 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 hold out that little bit longer and be a bit more um, like take that stance. Like, no, this is this is the protocol. If you want to be with me, this is how it's gonna go. All that wild stuff you're doing needs to stop immediately. <laughs> you know. You need to settle down and you know this this is the kind of this is the program that we need to be with because let's not get it twisted a man is doing all this wickedness and wildness for what for trinkets mm-hmm. to impress women yes <laughs> it, it's exactly. as simple as that so if women can say look okay if you i know you want this but this we got some conditions first <laughs> you know i'm not just gonna run to you because you got the trinkets now you know we're gonna have to look at this a little bit more closely one one hundred percent. For me, I can see your energy. I really can. I'll, I'll tell you a story. Like a few years ago, I was in Jamaica um, with with a, 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 a an I'll say an acquaintance of mine because we no longer speak. And it was after this trip in, in Jamaica, um, and I was just, you know, I'm I'm not giving it up. I'm not feeling the energy mm-hmm. of any man that's talking to me, and they may be handsome. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they weren't good looking, or that, but I am not giving it because I'm not feeling the energy. And she gave me this thing of, I don't know what you're waiting for, what you're saving yourself for, da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, I'm saving myself for me. 
because I'm not feeling the energy of of these men that are trying to are trying to talk. And she just and and we ended up you know stopping speaking after this because she just could not accept my choice. Um, and really, what I feel it was doing is I was forcing her to reflect on her own behavior. Oh, that's it. Yeah, and that that was what was causing that. So what she wanted to see was me lower vi- my vibration to meet hers, and that's and I wasn't going to do that. And you, you can't even be friends with people, you know, that these are not people that need to stay in your life. You don't have to hate on them, but they need to come out because they're not they're not wanting the best for you. And if you you want top tier vibration, you should always surround yourself with people and places and things that want the best for you and that are the best for you. So yeah, we we stopped we stopped speaking after that because I just couldn't, you know. So the whole time in Jamaica, you know, Marsha got it on with no one. <laughs> <laughs> she did in a paradise and she had us. Because <laughs> I wasn't doing no one's energy, but I, um, you know, I'm. Yeah, this this gets played in Birmingham, isn't it? So I think I'll be I'll, I'll be cool to say this, but she, you know, she had a. a, a a situation with a man that was out there uh-huh. and the day was done the night was done what have you um next morning we're in the hotel room and we're talking her phone starts ringing she answers it it's the man's wife right. you know saying um saying you know i found your number in my husband's phone mm-hmm. um we have three children and then i'm looking at her thinking now don't you feel like shit exactly. you know you know and 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 I know that it did got, got to her. She, she came back with some, some attitude because I think, again, to cover it up. Yeah. But I know that got to her. And I could tell that man's energy was off. I knew he was lying. Mm. Well, look, <laughs> I mean, man, I look, look, you know, let me play righteous advocate of sorts. And, or let me just go back to my savage self and talk from a male's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, him there on the island, tourists that come over, that's that's... That's free something and money, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of women, you know, it's, it's, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think we, we, we've got this kind of Shirley Valentine kind of mentality. <laughs> um, but the thing, the thing is, I can say that would be the case, you know, for some women. Mm. Um, but, uh, but that that's almost like a romantic there are yeah you know like the whole rent address yes yes (laughs) there are are some women that go with that kind of romantic over romantic ideology that there are others that are going with the savage mentality you know that you're talking about they're going with that 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 mentality Mm -hmm. um it still is about all really deep down how is that making you feel how is that making you feel and we don't listen to ourselves enough. We, we, we focus on distraction and anything, but listening to ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. what, what our inner, inner self is, is telling us, what our spirit is telling us. Um, now, I haven't been, I, you know, sometimes I think when I come on here, I sound like a right preacher and that I've always <laughs> lived my life perfect. I haven't, I've had my, my years yes. of carrying on and not having love for self and yes. not feeling good. I've had my years of that. Mm-hmm. So now, um, you know that I've been through certain process where I've 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 been working on my own ascension in comparison mm-hmm. to nobody else. I would like to share that with other people totally. because it might click with them yeah. and and help them to be living a better life for themselves, not in comparison to anybody else, and not in comparison to me. Mm-hmm. So you feel good in the morning when you wake up. Your energy is high. Your vibration is high. You feel good in the morning. Um, this is the whole mm-hmm. point of, of capturing the human experience and having these conversations. So people in their in their late teens or early twenties or maybe even thirties can l- listen to this 
and well, trustfully in their teens or early 20s and get the lessons earlier rather than getting, you know, getting 10 years down the line, four kids. No, no, let me rephrase that. Sorry. I don't know how that slipped out. Four children and, you know, now kind of waking up to raw. This is all an illusion. Shit. Like, Mm. I need need to fix up kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's definitely not me coming from the angle of I've always thought like this. I've been on a process and a journey to get to this stage of thinking and I'm still learning and I'm Mm -hmm. still growing. But yeah, I think it is really important for me to state that because my my life in terms of connection to what my purpose, what I believe I'm, I'm here upon this earth, mm-hmm. changed the more I began to listen to myself and my own energy. And the more I began to do that, the more I could see other people's energy and read other people's energy. Me, doesn't mean that I go around thinking I'm better than other people. I can just see when people are working in a low vibration. And I don't want that. In, in, in my space, you know, I was, I'm not going to invite that into my space. I won't have relationships um, with people in that space because they they will have to bring you down. You can't bring anybody else's um, vibration up. You have to do it yourself. It has to be your own work. So if you get into a relationship with somebody who has a lower vibration than you, the only way that it can work is if you go down to meet them and, and then you've undone, the, you know, the, the, the work. Explains why I'm single, B. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're building self, man. And it's a, it's a continuous thing. And light attracts light, as I always say. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you might be rolling down the aisle at Tesco's or Waitrose. And, and, and <laughs> Miss, Mr. Right There might be right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And but, everything... but I, I wouldn't settle for anything other than that. So when I say it explains why I'm single, I don't say that in a place of sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, I say, you know, I say it from a thing of, because it really does have to be top tier vibration. If yeah, it's man. not going to be top tier vibration, I don't, I don't want it. Yes. I've settled before. I've been in a relationship where I've settled before, mm-hmm. and my my personal growth was was nil. You know, it was, it was yeah, it was it was nil. I just that is key. That's key, Marsha, mm. because it's not about just two energies or two physical beings coming together to create one. It's how do we grow off each other? Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I can say with hand on the heart that my empress, if, if I didn't have my empress in my life, I would be a totally different being. Mm-hmm. I'd probably still be a savage. I would probably mm-hmm. have been in and out of the penitential kind of stupid shit. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's about, you know, yeah, you know, everything, it looks good. Yeah, that's gravy for now. What for about now. in 10, 15, 20, most high willing, we're all going to see the minimum of 80 winters, yes. 80 autumns, 80 springs and 80 summers. Like, are, are the titties still going to be upright? Perky <laughs> shit? Hell no. <laughs> it ain't going to be about that when you when in them kind of age is going to be about like, what's the conversation? Like, how have you been today? Like, you know, I'm glad we took that trip. You know, I'm glad we went there or we did this together. Oh, you remember when we was 30 and we was doing this and that's what we're talking about. Exactly. Exactly. 100. So I think um, and it's nice to be because, you know, most people that I know, and I swear I've said this before, I think on, on this in, in this discussion, but most people I know are in fake relationships that, you know, that they're together for the entirely one reasons. And I can see that they're not growing. They're, they're actually like dying, suffocating each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's so sad. And part of it is fear. You know, people being so scared to be single mm-hmm. and listening to themselves and working on themselves and doing that completely independent of somebody else. I will never be 
in a codependent relationship again I have been in them mm-hmm. but I will never be in a codependent uh, relationship again and that's what I set for myself that's the standard I set for myself um so said potential partner will we'll have to would we'll have to meet with that definitely Oh, look, <laughs> it's it's a balance, isn't it? It's that balance, and that's. And let me throw this. Let me throw this um, spanner in the um, in that equation. You could meet. You could meet the top tier, uh, Mister All That, and his and everything is there. Ninety, let's say ninety percent of the way. But the biggest thing is, as you've just mentioned, is the the codependency thing. And for him, the biggest thing is is he's a man and he's a, a traditional man and he's financially viable and able to sustain you yourself even your parents and all that there um but you're like "Mm, that's cool but i still want my level of independence how does that work sis sorry am i can you hear me because i i put on mute for a second because i've got the children running around the background can you still hear me yes indeed indeed sorry sorry about that can you repeat the question i do apologize don't worry don't worry so for for the the um last part of what you said you meet Mm -hmm. mr right he's he meets all of the expectations everything's there but in his standpoint and in his ethos is he's the provider he wants you to be his health mate of sorts um he doesn't want you to work he wants he wants to provide everything for you and it can provide everything for you legitimately how would that work in, in, in your um, current mindset? That's not what I'm manifesting. You get me? See, like I'm not manifesting a, a person that thinks like that. So I can't see that being because that's not what I'm manifesting. I'm not putting energy or thought into um, a person who thinks like that. Some people want that in a relationship and that's all good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not what I'm manifesting because I have a really clear um, purpose and I must work towards it. You know, I, I haven't come, I haven't come into this life to mm. not fulfill that purpose. Yes. And when I reflect on my experiences over the years, I recognize all of them are leading um, me to continue to work on my purpose and to grow, to, to make that happen. So I'm not manifesting a person that would that would say that. That's how I'd answer that. <laughs> okay, no, that's cool. Let, let me go, let me push you a little bit further then. So let me say that, I agree, and of course, and that, that's just the wonders, the wonders of individuality and humanity. Um, let me put a little bit more detail onto that then. So let me just, let me say that, yeah, um, he would still like you to enjoy your, your purpose and fulfill your purpose, but it's mm-hmm. not about you financially getting recompensed for it. So if you still want to, if you wanted to write books, if you wanted to still help, you know, and mentor within the community, he's not saying you can't do that there. He's just saying, don't be striving for any kind of job where you need to get any money. If you want to go out there and do something, by all means, do that there. But then I would think, then why would they need to say that? Do you know what I mean? Why would they say, don't be striving for a job, you know, or you don't need to worry about working? finances um, because financially there's no needs because yeah. you're, you're all in the place you've got your own homestead you've even let, let's go one step further let me paint the picture a vivid picture mm. you've got an acre mm. and a half you've got some sheep and some goats some hens and all that there and you know everything is everything and mm. you're able to go out into the city and you know do your work and fulfill your purpose but then if i was going out to the city and still doing my work and fulfilling my purpose i would still be getting paid for it i, I just i'm I, ca- I couldn't see why someone would say it or you, you know, I wouldn't want you to. It would 
that I, I wouldn't I couldn't be in a relationship where someone would say I wouldn't want you to do anything to be honest say mm. I, I couldn't I wouldn't want you to do anything I'm doing what what I'm going to do and if yeah. I get paid for it, I get paid for it so <laughs> yeah, wouldn't, that would that wouldn't work for me either um okay. that would and same vice versa you know I wouldn't like to feel that I was telling um my partner you know I, I don't want this and I, I don't want that I would like there to be like a mutual understanding mm. and respect yeah yes. and that's what I'm manifesting to be honest I'm not manifesting anything less than that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, mm. and you hit that's a, that's another key word mutual respect you know it's it's mm-hmm. sometimes it's just too much of a war no one wants to let in sometimes you've got to you've got to submit you've got to acquiesce sometimes to to let things progress and go forward yeah, absolutely. And I think, again, that comes down to the right energy. The right energy, I think you naturally submit um, without it feeling like you're, you're giving something up um, or without it being painful or, you know, you, you naturally submit, I think, with the right energy. Um, that's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And to transition into the um, George Floyd Rising Paradise and uh, mm. Dillian Atkinson, um, some parallels there obviously thousands of miles separate the both of them and time yeah. frames but it's um, interesting that we see the, uh, the the conviction of those two peace officers or policy yeah. officers I should say um, what, what are your what are your thoughts on that mademoiselle so um, the white supremacist system is very very good at um manipulation it has to be good at manipulation because um it's always been able to manipulate if you like the image of black individuals Mm -hmm. so that we now automatically attach stereotypes to black individuals Mm -hmm. and you have to do the work to so that you don't do that so you don't automatically um attach stereotypes because it's so well embedded it's so effective with the manipulation and i remember when nelson mandela was released um in south africa Mm -hmm. i remember the media whipping up the public and I remember it in my own household uh whipping up the public into this thing of we've beaten apartheid um racism has ended in South Africa (laughs) yeah I know it I want to laugh now myself but I believed it you know I believed it and I watched the image they had cameras and you know every different angle is from the prison yeah uh with with Winnie Winnie, and all the people all, all all of the black African South African people there and you felt it, you felt that, and, you know, and, and people were saying about um, uh, the difference that had been made and, you, you know, boycotting uh, uh, round trees and thing, and yeah. all of this stuff. And then as I'm getting older, I'm meeting people from South Africa and they're yeah. telling me that apartheid still exists. It's just yes. no longer legal. Yes. And then I, then you look at, do a bit more study and you see that, oh, the people that are actually making the most money in South Africa and the, the wealthiest people in South Africa are yeah. white. Yes. Now, how's that? And then you go further and you go for, and then you realize that it was a it PR was, stunt. It, it was a PR stunt. And I see the same with the convictions um, for George, uh, for Derek Chavon mm-hmm. um, and for um, the, the police officer that killed um, Dalian Atkinson. Because now I haven't got the date, you might have the date um, of when Dalian Atkinson was murdered. Um, 2016. 2016 so we're going back five years mm-hmm. so it's taken five years to get to a conviction and it and now it happens conveniently in the same year that Derek Chavon is committed uh, is convicted now his conviction came fairly quick 
you yes. know, it was within the um, judicial process. And obviously there was no way that um, he was not going to be convicted. Um, it was filmed, but he still wasn't convicted of murder. Wow. It still wasn't the, the top charge that it could be. Um, it should have been aggravated. 100%, 100%. And we saw the same again with Dalian Atkinson. Um, that wasn't filmed. Five years later, um, a conviction happens. We haven't got the sentence yet, so we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, those, the two individuals, the two police officers, are both saying that they were attacked, which is standard yeah. um, for, for police to say when it comes to um, the death of a black male in custody. Mm-hmm. They feared for their life. Of standard for, 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 for white, uh, police to say in America as well, standard mm-hmm. um, fear for their life, fear for their life. To the point where people really believe it. They really do believe it. They think that um, black males are more violent than any other racial, well, you know, males. Well, appar- Marsha, apparently, not even apparently, there was um, titles given to young black males as super predators in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, yeah, super predators. And a lot of that as well associated with yardies. Mm-hmm. So people that had um, locks were just automatically put into this bracket of properly dangerous, you know, the, mm. the most dangerous. Um, now I know quite a lot of Ras man. Mm. <laughs> I couldn't get a more um Chilled. positive vibration. Yes. Couldn't get it, you know, um in my experience, and of course, you know, you, you would get some man that wouldn't be like that, but overall, in my experience, the majority have had that pure goodness vibe, mm-hmm. the earth preserving looking yep. after body, looking after self, looking after spirit, mind, so all the rest of it. So, um, yeah, so for me, um, this is just another trick of white supremacy. Now, prior to this conviction for Dalian and Atkinson, I mean, I've lost, I've lost count. I have lost count about how many black males have been, have died in police custody in so this many. country. So many. Um, Kingsley Burrell. Kingsley Burrell, um, young man with mental health issues. Mm-hmm. We'll come on to Christopher Alder because that's really significant. But if we take um, uh, David Olawali, who was um, killed by police, uh, are we, Liverpool, Manchester. Mm, the, yeah. That, yeah. Right. But if we, oh, was it even Leeds? I think it even could have been Leeds, you know. I should know this off the top of my head, but it, it's gone for the moment. Um, that man was harassed by those two police officers for years before he, he was eventually killed by them. Um, for years, and we're going back in the 1960s here, for years and years he was harassed um, to the point where he'd been beaten on one occasion that, the, that there was discussion around whether mental health issues had come, you know, brain damage had come as a result of a beating from this police officer. When it came finally to court, they threw rocks, you know, he fell into the river and, and, and drowned. When it came to court, the judge set the jury and said that they, they could not be tried for murder or manslaughter. They could only be tried for uh, GBH or ABH, whichever one of them is the most serious. I always get them confused, right? So that was the ver- that was what the judge said. So the jury couldn't give a verdict. Leeds, you're right, it was Leeds. Thank you, thank you. So the jury couldn't give a verdict of um, conviction for manslaughter or murder, could not. Now, David Olawale's case was held up a time and time again to say police officers have been convicted. They have been convicted of um, assault well, of, of, of a person in their custody, but mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't the correct conviction. And when you look into the wider um, 
um, if you look into the wider background of that story, the judges ruling, etc., you can see white supremacy uh, working at play. The, the, I think one of the officer got the maximum sentence was about three years, three years and someone has died. So now if we fast forward and we look at Christopher Alder, the case of, case of Christopher Alder, um, a black man, a, a veteran who's mm. fought on behalf of this country, dying in a um, police station in Hull. The CCTV footage showed police letting him die on the floor and choke to death on yeah. his vomit. Yeah. Um, they made monkey noises and they laughed. Laughed. When, yeah. that, when, they, when that um, case went to court, the monkey noises, the, te- the recordings of the monkey noises re- was removed. Yes. Who did that? That's, that goes to show that this is, a, we're talking about institutional, we're talking about structural racism because it cannot be a few black, bad, bad apples. It can't just be those four police officers that were involved in that. It can't be because someone removed the noises of the monkey chanting, showing that it was it was racialized, that their behavior, their attitude, their treatment towards Christopher Alder was racialized. Someone removed that. So it wasn't played. So then we have the judge who makes the decision that none of those officers are to be charged. Then we have, I believe it was two or three of those officers retired not long yeah. after Christopher yeah. Alder, and they got retired on full pension. Christopher Alder's family got £22,000 in compensation, and they were given the wrong body to bury for 10 years. This is what we're talking about when we're talking about structural racism. It says to me, so that again, it moves away from this whole bad apples theory, which is completely incorrect. It shows that even the people in the morgue did not take the time to check. They they gave them the family, the body of a woman, of a black female. It was like they just saw some black skin and was like, oh yeah, it's that one. Just hand it over to the family. So when it comes now to his sister, Janet Alder fighting for justice for her brother. She has been treated in the same way that the Lawrence family were treated. She has been watched by police. She has been intimidated by police. Um, And the the police have been trying to build a case against her so that um, to damage her reputation. Yes. No one will support her as she goes forward trying to get justice for her brother. We still, while we still have these things outstanding, for me, the verdict with Dalian Atkinson is not justice. It's not justice. It's, it, it's not justice. So now what's going, what's going to happen from this is this case, Dalian Atkins case will be used as police have been convicted and it will undermine uh, the need for convictions for those officers with Christopher Alder, yep. but for all of the black youth, the black men, the black women who will suffer in this country due to institutional racism in the police will undermine all of that reality. And that's the sad, that's the sad truth of it for me. It's a, it's a white supremacist ploy. And I'm sure the CPS actually did an, um, a, a separate in, uh, investigation in regards to the, um, the sound, the monkey chant sounds and the, the laughter and stuff. And they came to the conclusion that it was, it was very unprofessional, but they can't ascertain who was making the sounds at the time. Who was making the sounds, yeah. So, so for me, if that's the case, you can't ascertain it, then try all of them. Exactly. One of them will, one of them will tell you who said what. So, you know, it's, 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 it's a farce um, to, to say, you know, um, when the Sewell, I, I just call it the Sewell Report now, because it, 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 it's not warranted that the other name is what, what was, I don't even know, race, race 
ah, who cares? The yeah. Sewell Report. When that came out and it came out with, you know, there's no evidence of institutional racism. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't, I was really, I, I knew that was going to sort of be the case, but I didn't expect it to be as bad as what it was. I really didn't. Um, and how and much that millions another, did that cost? How much money? And, you know, that was another white supremacist ploy. Use your black and brown faces to yeah. deliver that news. Yeah. So now the black and brown faces can be used to say, but we did listen to the community. It was mm. black and brown people that said it. Mm. You know, that report was so bad. Even Boris Johnson distanced himself slightly. You mm. know it's bad when, when, when your racist prime minister <laughs> ratted. So when Sewell came out and said there was no institutional racism, my one question was, when institutional racism was identified by Lord McPherson in mm. 1991 in the Met, when it was identified, what did the Sewell team find that showed how did the Met end it? It was identified in 1999. Lord McPherson called it straight out. And yeah. we know that institutional racism means at every level. Every, every level. level. So we're not talking just about on the street coppers, you couple of bad apples. We're talking your management. We're talking your senior officers. We're talking your administration. All of it. All of it. So what did the Met do to end that? I didn't see that in the report. I didn't see that at all. No proposals. So, no proposals. So what happened? What changed? What, what, what ended it? We did not get that answer. And the answer is because it's still there. And yes. they know it is. Do you know what really disappointed me about the Sewell report? It's the lady that's the scientist, the STEM. My name's not doing great, peeps. Um, <laughs> if you can find, if you can access google it quickly yeah there was a stem scientist who was involved who was one of the um researchers in the civil team a lady she'd had a very tough upbringing um dyslexic i believe as well and has risen to become um a great scientist and her name has really escaped me so if you could help me with the name nice. but um i i'll keep talking whilst you're doing that yeah. i appreciate that thank you so she was one of the people who was the researcher for the Sewell Report. And then when the Sewell Report came out and you had your people with common sense, like Hindi Andrew saying, you know, a bunch of institutional racism deniers was hired to find evidence to deny institutional racism. He couldn't have been more correct. But she was one of the first people to be brought out. And I, I do call it wheeled out, to be wheeled out to defend the report because they were getting trashed, rightly so. It was poorly written. Everything about it was just terrible. Um, and she was saying, you know, we didn't find any evidence of institutional racism. Now, I remember I used this lady. I had been using this lady as an example of a black woman in STEM, in, you know, in, in, in that field mm -hmm. as a role model for other young black women. Now, in my research of her, so this was before she joined the Sewell team, in my research of her, she was asked to be a host on a television program with her knowledge of science. Um, and she even said in an interview, so this is way before she did the Sewell report, she said in an interview that she'd had to face um, backlash from colleagues who basically said she'd only got that job as the host on the television program. Oh, no. Because, um, because she was a black woman. And she said, you know, she had to basically fight. She described institutional racism in that interview so and that was back in uh it was about 2015 Marcia? or 2014 yeah yeah so when 
you know, talking about the, the Sewell report is another example of distraction and manipulation by white supremacy. So you use black and brown faces to deny racism. And what that means is um, everybody then says, oh, see, it wasn't even white people that said it, it's black and brown people. So racism really can't be a thing other than the blatant, you know, the name calling. There's no. I Yeah, I'm filled with the pain like rain. I keep falling down. If you got a phone, pick it up, man. Call the ambulance now. I need help. I need nurses and doctors quick. Therapists, psychiatrists, ophthalmologists. Diagnosis is a man is hopeless and can't get a break. Wonder why I was chosen to live. I ain't got shit to give with a net to. Cause I'm mad at the world don't mean that I met at you This is hell like I'm locked in a cell No one to call ain't got no dough to post bail There's no escaping this, no erasing this The higher the adrenaline rush, the greater the risk I done fought well, I'm far from fragile Fighting the evils every day, I just rebel What's that spit out? Now that you know, yeah, I smoke, I stop drinking so heavy and no, I don't do the blow. If I did, I'd probably lose my kid and my girl. Cause I wouldn't get two shits about this world. See, I'm insane, cause of the world's insanity. When I speak the truth, niggas think I'm crazy. But I know there's people who mentally embrace me. Uh, my thoughts and opinion, they'll always be going all directions. It's all for progression. Time never waited for no one. Learn my lesson. Uh, learn my lesson. Learn my lesson. Time never waited for no one. Learn my lesson. Uh, learn my lesson. Learn my lesson. Time never waited for no one. Learn my lesson. Oh, man. Red Bell shit for real, real. real.